Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for Now, the servant, apparently, he did not know what kind of man the master actually was. I know a lot of people, they think of Jesus, and they think, oh, Jesus would never do that. Uh, You need to know who Jesus is. This is Jesus telling the story here, by the way, okay? The unprofitable servant should have known that his unfaithful disobedience would provoke the master's wrath enough to get him thrown out into outer darkness Costing him everything. Costing him everything. Not only did you not get to get the talent, but you had it taken away. Okay, I broke even. No, 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 no. You did not break even. You lost everything you had. Everything. If you noticed, he switched the parable from parable mode to prophecy mode. Did you see that switch? He's talking about business, and all of a sudden he switched into weeping, gnashing of teeth. Guys, that's hell. H-E-L-L, hell. There, I said it. It's real. It's there. He switched the parable. And I imagine when he said that, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, he didn't say in prison. He said, outer darkness, weeping, gnashing of teeth. That would have hit the disciples, bam, like, whoa, he just talked about hell, guys. Condemnation. It says, when the master returned... He came to settle accounts. Earlier in the story, it says, when the master came back, he came back to do what? I came to settle accounts with you. Friends, Jesus is coming back, and he's not coming back to go, tra-la-la-la-la, how's everybody doing? He's coming back to settle accounts. That means he's going to take what you're doing and evaluate, did you do it for you, or did you do it for me? And he's going to divide it and say, you're either in trouble or well done, come into your master's joy. He's coming. But the people who think, all this is mine, my money's mine, my car is mine, my bank account, my house, all my investments, everything belongs to me, they don't believe the master's coming back. Because if they knew, if they believed the master was coming back, especially if they knew what he was going to do to them for not investing, guys, if they knew, they'd be busy. But they're not because they choose not to. They're wicked and they're lazy. We need to understand that a day is coming when all of us will be made to stand before Jesus to settle accounts with him. You and I will both have to do this. It's going to be heavy, but this is called the day of judgment, and every last one of us are going to have our day of judgment with the Lord. All of us are. Now, there's going to be two judgments. There's going to be one judgment for unbelievers, and that is called the great white throne judgment. You don't want to be anywhere near the great white throne judgment. That's the bad one. 
But then there is what's called the Bema Seat Judgment, where Jesus will determine the degree, how much eternal rewards a believer deserves based on how well they performed, with how well they invested what they were given back into the kingdom. You know, the Olympics, they start this Friday in Tokyo, Japan. They're about to start. Now, you watch when they give medals to the athletes. They're going to stand them up on that multi-level platform. And first is in the middle. Second and third are on either side. And the first is the highest, and then second, third accordingly. Do you know what that platform is called? That platform is called a bema. And that is where these athletes are going to be judged. Oh, judge, that's such a terrible word. No, it's not. They're going to be judged and rewarded according to how they performed on what they did right. I judge you first. Take this gold medal. I judge you second. Take the silver. I judge you third. Take the bronze. You have been judged and rewarded at the Bema for what you did right. Now, you don't want to be at the great white throne. That's the scary one. You want to be at the Bema judgment where you're rewarded on how you performed according to what you did right. So the Bema judgment is the one you want to be at. But the unprofitable servant had a different judgment than the other two faithful servants. He had a different judgment. He had everything taken away. The great white throne judgment is going to be where people have things taken away, cast into outer darkness. The unprofitable servant was punished because of his unbelief, and his unbelief caused him not to perform at all. Terrible. 2 Corinthians 5 and 10 says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. I actually look forward to that. I'm doing the best I can. I know there's a lot of dumb things I've done in my life that was not for the Lord. I'm going to lose that stuff, but I'm going to be rewarded. I have given my life to Jesus. I have eternal life. I'm going to pass through. But there's a lot of people, they don't believe the the master's coming back. And so they don't believe in him. They don't believe in Jesus. They don't perform. That's why they're not doing anything. But, you know, most people don't care to know their master well enough to understand that their unbelieving disobedience provokes God's wrath. They made up another Jesus. The Jesus I believe in is okay with anything I want to do because I love him. I know he loves me, so I'm going to go do whatever I want to do. No. The master said, I gave you this, go use it. And if you sit around doing nothing, you've got to answer for it when he does come back. They don't know their God well enough to know that their, their laziness provokes God's wrath and it's going to get them thrown into hell where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. But for believers, in addition to salvation itself, okay, as if salvation wasn't already good enough, if that's all I got, that is pretty good. But you get more in addition to salvation. You also get rewards based on the performance you do of investing back into his kingdom. You've been given a lot invested in the kingdom. But maybe you're thinking, I'm not good at it. That's okay. Jesus will only allocate to you according to what you are able to do. 
Ray, I don't have your gift. I'm not a pastor. I can't speak well. That's okay. He gave you what you're able to do. He didn't give me the same things he gave you to do. Thank God (laughs) you're a different person, right? He gave you enough. You know, God will never command you to perform a task that he has not first equipped you to handle. God will never send you out to do anything that he has not first enabled you to do. He will always enable you to do it first. You are able to do something, even if it's as small as the interest rate of a savings account. (laughs) You ever look at savings accounts lately? The interest is not very big. (laughs) But the master said, even if you did that much, it would have been something, something. We should know that when we invest according to his name, instead of according to our own name, there is always a return every time. You may think, well, what I'm doing is uh, maybe it's not enough. If you're doing it in his name, oh, it's more than enough. I remember, you know, I'm really getting a lot of perspective now that I'm helping Russ with the podcast, because when I first started, I thought, well, I can't speak very good. I don't know how to record audio. I don't know how to do all this stuff. Guys, it's on, the radio station, uh, the, the stations we're on, are, it covers the entire world. All the way around the world, there's a return. But I had to start with something. I did something. I did what I could. I invested what I had. I, I, had, a micro, I had a little microphone. Y'all remember when I used to wear that little mic right here? And I recorded into my iPhone. That was it. And I got on the radio with that. It was very little, but it was invested into the kingdom. When you invest according to his name, King Jesus, and not in your own name, there is always, always a return. So don't take what you think is too small. No, you take what you think is small and invest it. Remember, he told the guys, I entrusted you with little. Now you're going to be rewarded a lot. Okay, so take little and go with it. But to those who do nothing, nothing, they keep everything for themselves because they don't believe Jesus is coming back at all. They really don't. Now, if you were to ask them, yeah, yeah, okay, because it's what you want to hear. Yeah, yeah, he's coming back. They don't really believe he's coming back. If they did, they'd be busy. I often walk around and look at people and I think, Ray, do you really believe Jesus could come back at any minute? If so, how come you're not telling that person the gospel right there? Not bragging, but just as an illustration, I was sitting with Russ and Chris the other day at Alvin Seafood, and I got to thinking about that when I saw our waitress. I got up from the table, and I went over there and shared the gospel with her in the restaurant in front of everybody, and she gave her life to Jesus right there. We got to do something. I invested a little, and it made a huge return. For that girl, that's eternal life. That's a big return. But the people that think everything belongs to them, they look at everything they've got and they think, this belongs to me. It's mine. It it, it belongs to me. I have it for my life so I can live my best. I got to have this much so I can retire. Oh, I want a nice car because I want to be cool. I want a little more money so that my friends will really like me and so I can party. I want a big house because I just want to be comfortable. What's comfortable about bearing a cross? Jesus said, bear your own cross. What's comfortable, comfortable about a cross? There's nothing comfortable about it at all. But these people that think everything belongs to them, they think it's all for their gain. They're the guy that hit it in the hole in the ground because they do not like accountability. 
They won't tithe. They won't give. They won't bless other people. They sure won't tell anybody the gospel because it might offend them. Yeah, it might. But they won't try it. They won't take the gospel out to others. What they do is they try to bury it all and keep everything for themselves. Friends, nothing belongs to us. Nothing. My body, my right, no. Your body doesn't belong to you either. Yes, it does. It's mine. Look, I've got... Okay, there was never a time before I showed up where an angelic being walked me through the body store and said, here's the 1973 vintage. And I went, mm, no, no, I don't want that body, not that body. And I went, oh, yeah, that one right there. I'll take it. That's not how it went. And you know it didn't happen that way for you either. <laughs> you were given this body. You didn't pick it. You didn't choose it. Somebody gave it to you. You were bought at a price. You are not your own. Nothing is yours. We got to stop thinking that everything belongs to me because that clouds the whole issue on everything. When you start thinking that's mine, this is mine, 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 then you start saying, I want more. Then you start acting like the guy that buried the talent in the hole trying to get even more. You don't really believe Jesus is coming back. We are merely stewards. A steward is someone who has been entrusted to manage something. We are stewards, and we have been entrusted with God's provision to invest what we have been given back into God's kingdom, doing the work of making disciples of Jesus Christ, which brings us great reward so that we can share in the Lord's wealth with Him. That's what this whole thing is about. Revelation 22 and 12, behold, which means look. Behold means look. Jesus is saying, hey, everybody, look. Look at what I'm saying is what he's saying. Behold, I am coming quickly. Not I might. I am coming. So hello, get busy, guys. I am coming quickly. And my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. Man, that's motivation. According to my work? Well, that tells me if I don't do much, I'm not getting much. I want to get a lot of reward in addition to salvation. So guys, I'm giving it all I got. I'm not saying you have to quit your job and go be a pastor like me. You can give it all you got in the way that God has allotted to you. But for those who reject accountability, it's because they don't want to be told they're supposed to be sharing what they have with other people. They want to keep it for for themselves. You're supposed to be sharing that with everyone. No, I don't want to share nothing. They don't want accountability. I think this is why a lot of people refuse to assemble in the body of Christ. They have that attitude. You don't have to go to church to be saved. Well, no, you don't. You can get saved where that waitress gave her life to the Lord. But if you're going to reject accountability, you're walking in disobedience. You have to understand that what you've been given has God's name on it, not yours. It has been accounted for. Jesus Christ paid for it. It's his. It belongs to him. It does not belong to you. You did not die on the cross. He did. He paid for it, not you. These people that don't want to be accountable, they would rather bury their provision away to hold it for themselves. And friends, this parable is not just about money. 
I've heard people try to make this all about money. Be good stewards of your money. No, it's more than your money. It's your body. It's everything you own. It's your time. It's your generosity, your love and compassion, all of it. Whether you are rich or poor, I want to show you right now how you have been given a whole lot of Argurian. You've been given a huge wealth of silver. I want to show you your talent that you've been given. Psalm 12 and 6 says, The words of the Lord are pure words like silver, tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Friends, you have been given the word of God. That is your silver. That's the talent. That is the great wealth you have been given. You have been trusted with the word of God to take it out and invest the word of God in other people. Go tell them the gospel. Go build them up in discipleship. There's a lot of people out there that think they are worthless. That's why I always say, every sermon, every radio show, you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you. And the reason I say that is because people need to know they have value. They have been accounted for. Jesus did die for them. And we have to invest in them for them to understand that, for them to know it. Tell those, take your Argurian, your silver, and tell it to others. Build them up in the kingdom of God. And the master's intention is to bless you back with the profits that you make from it. The girl that gave her life to Jesus the other day, that is a blessing, that is a profit. I get some of that reward from what happened with her. So the next time you have the chance when God says, hey, drop your nets and you'll have a catch. Well, I don't know. I might offend her. Well, wait a minute. Don't cut yourself out of some profit. Don't cut yourself out of some reward. I want you to remember when the master returned, he said to his faithful servants, he said, well done. Well done. Good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your master. I got a lot of riches, the Lord says. You get to come and enjoy it with me. Enter in. Matthew 25, 34. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. He designed all that with you in mind before the dinosaurs were here, okay? Long time ago. I cannot wait to hear the Lord say that, well done. But for those who don't believe, i got to address that. For those that don't believe, Like the master said, they'll be cast into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And at the same judgment, Matthew 25, 41, then he will also say to those on the left hand, depart from me, you cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. You see, God did not make hell for you. He didn't make hell for us. He made it for Satan and the angels. The problem is, if you reject him, you're going to go in there with him. And I don't want anybody going there. The Lord told me every sermon you preach like somebody, somebody in the room or somebody hearing you is not saved, even though they think they are. He told me to always lay it down like that. So that's what I'm going to do. The unfaithful servant hid his Argurian away. He hid his silver away. Do not hide the word of God away. Don't leave that Bible on that back shelf and let it get this much dust over it. You dust it off, you read it, and you go invest it in the kingdom. 
You've got people you could reach, even if it's the person in the grocery store line. You could get somebody. Don't hide it away, intending only to try to claim something for yourself with it. The unprofitable servant refused to let his talent be accounted unto the master's name. Psalm 24.1 says, The earth is the Lord's, and all its fullness the world and those who dwell therein. This means that everything belongs to God. It's all His. Every bit of it. And you cannot hide anything from Him. He's accounted for it all. You can't dig a hole and stick it in there and say, That's mine. He knows it's His, and He knows it's hidden. You can't hide anything from Him. Everything you have is on record as His. If you live as though it belongs to you for your gain, then even what you have will be taken away. I don't want to see anybody have to go through that. It will be taken away and given to somebody else. Ecclesiastes 2.26 says, For God gives wisdom and knowledge and joy to a man who is good in his sight, but to the sinner he gives the work of gathering and collecting that he may give to him who is good before God. Friends, I know there's a lot of rich people out there with lots and lots of money, and they are not walking with God, and you look at them and go, how in the world did they pull that off? They hate the Lord. How did they get so rich? They are gatherers. God made them gatherers, and they will eventually be forced to hand it all over to those who do obey the Lord's work. You don't need to worry about money. He's got gatherers out there doing that job. Gatherers are doing that part. One day he will require their life and all that money they accumulated for themselves will go boing. It'll go out all over the place and you may be a recipient if the Lord so chooses for you to be one. Friends, it's just best doing the Lord's work. Master Jesus is coming back and he has a profit sharing plan that is out of this world. Hebrews 11.6, without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen. Guys, look at what you got, whatever it is, and go, hmm, how can I use this for the Lord? I was using it wrong, I will change. And if I can't find a way to use it, I will drop kick it out of my life. Figure out a way to use it somehow, and let's get busy investing in the kingdom. Your profit, your share, your reward, in addition to salvation, depends on your performance. I'll see you at the Bema. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you reward those who look for you. Lord, I'm looking for you. I can't wait to hear you say, well done. Thank you for all the people who heard this today. Lord God, they're now thinking of what they have. They're thinking, you know, I've got this. I could do something with that. And if they don't have it, something, maybe they could go get something. They got something. You've allocated each one of us. Show us what it is. Give us that direction. And let's get out there and serve you. Let's get out there and invest in your kingdom, Lord God. I now realize, Lord, nothing's mine. And with that realization, what do I have it for? Oh, I have it to give back to you. And somebody's going to get saved. Somebody's going to understand. Somebody's going to wake up to the gospel. And that is going to be the profit sharing plan. Thank you for being such a good God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time 
unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.